0: I played poker for a living. So um, when I got into pickleball, it was really just an extension of my need to try to solve this, this puzzle, this new game, this new sport that I love to figure out the right way to play and evolve.
1: Welcome to the Future Fickleball. This is the show where we talk to the movers and shakers. We got a good one today. We got a guy that's a pro player, great coach, highly identified in the in the touring coaching center, and uh, now he's entered into the broadcast stage. I'd like to welcome Kyle McKenzie. Welcome, Kyle. Well, thank you, Paul, for having me. Oh, I'm I'm so excited to have you. It's been fun to see your path and your track as you've gone through this thing. The uh, I've known of what you've been doing with uh, with coaching and running a lot of uh, Tyson's camps. Yeah. Tell us about that a little bit. You know, it's just
0: uh, right place, right time for me. And it, like you mentioned, it's probably not a traditional path into the pro pickleball world. Um, just good fortune for me. I moved to Spokane, Washington about, four or five years ago, and I'd been playing pickleball for maybe six months and kind of stalking all the best players in in the country because I wanted to know how good I was. So full disclosure, I knew exactly who Tyson was. (laughs) I had watched multiple of his singles matches, and I wanted to see how close I could get to him. So, uh, you know, I moved to Spokane. He was the tennis and pickleball instructor to the club that was just five minutes from my house. I introduced myself to him, and he, and I would have done the same thing, so I'm not ragging on Tyson by any means. He, in a very nice way, blew me off. He didn't know who I was and didn't know if um, if I was going to push him or, or be worth his time. And he was extremely busy. So I was there for a couple of months, and I think the word got out that I had a little bit of game. And so finally we got out there and we played, and, and he beat me, and it was somewhat decisive. But it was clearly close enough or at a high enough level where he saw my potential as a player. And so we started becoming training partners. I was eager, you know, I caught the bug, took a ball bug full yeah. on. So uh, I was playing a lot. And then as we developed more of a, a friendship and a mutual respect, I think um, I just kind of fell into the coaching path uh, with some good opportunities from him.
1: Now, have you done any coaching prior to that?
0: You know, what's really weird is I played Division One college tennis, but I was a walk on, which is a way of saying I had an ugly tennis game, but I just made it work. Um, but I was self-taught. I picked up tennis at the age of 16, which was very late for tennis. So to be even able to play division one tennis, I felt like was a real accomplishment for me, but I never really taught tennis. I was very nervous because I taught myself tennis to teach someone else. I didn't know if I would be teaching them something that was a little bit off, right? So I didn't do a lot of teaching tennis, but I have a very analytical mind. And in my early twenties, I played poker for a living. So um, when I got into pickleball, it was really just an extension of my I need to try to solve this this puzzle this new game this new sport that I love to figure out the right way to play and evolve and and I started with a lot of confidence in giving people good tactical advice but with more and more coaching experience I really started to develop an eye for technique and I'll have to give uh tyson a lot of credit for that he did teach tennis for a long time so i think that coming into teaching he had much more of an eye for the technical side than i did and i learned a lot from him and kind of developed my own lens for it you know as the years went on this
1: is uh you're being very complimentary i've been around sports my entire life people who have the eye that is not necessarily something learned. So I think you, maybe the combination of your having to teach yourself, becoming a student of the sports that you were in, had to have a factor because it led now to the point that you're getting broadcast time and you're highly regarded. I hear people complimenting you all the time because you have a great gift for analysis and describing it. Well, I I certainly appreciate that. And
0: if I'm being completely honest with you, I never expected to really get into the broadcasting. People that know me well, I'm much more of an introvert than an extrovert. I think I can make my point relatively well or certainly try to, but I'm not the typical person that you would think that really likes the limelight. Uh, I love talking about pickleball. I love analyzing it. But uh, I wouldn't say I'm the, the natural personality you'd normally think would uh, pursue that sort of career path.
1: Well, I'll tell you, I, I think you've really got it going on. Something I would like you to talk about a little bit is is the camp program that you run nationally yeah. has gotten to be a very big deal. Um, tell our viewers about a little bit about what you're doing and, and frankly, where they could find out more about getting involved with you guys. Yeah, absolutely, so both Tyson
0: and myself, um, we started out uh, teaching for Level Up Pickleball Camp, so it really helped us kind of get a sense of the camp structure and the flow Um, But when he broke off and wanted to start his own camp company, um, I was pretty eager to to follow and join him. I think the big difference for me and what we were able to come up with together is pickleball has changed so much in the last few years. And so we've really embraced a more modern curriculum that I think that other other camps have. And, And we're willing to make changes and continue to adapt our curriculum as the game changes. So to have the autonomy, to have the freedom to do that has really been a breath of fresh air and I think so far um reviews for our camps have been overwhelmingly
1: pretty positive now on the on the camps do you guys specialize in novices through intermediates intermediates through advanced what what should people who are looking to improve their game at what level are ideal for you yeah so i mean we really cater
0: our message a little bit compared to the level that's in front of us so our camps right now you have the option of signing up as either a 3.0, 3.5 level or a 4.0 plus level. And we do our best to differentiate um, and segregate the people best they can by levels. Uh, so we have different forms and ways of doing that. But when we meet together, we're meeting as one group. So when we're in those discussions, we have to find that line of, you know, we're gonna give a little more than the standard for the 4.0 plus players, because they're looking for a little more than just basic fundamentals. Sure. But at the same time, we're very conscientious of the fact that a 3.0 player or a beginning player is gonna get lost if all we do is talk to that higher level. So I think we do a good job of making sure we address all the fundamentals. And we have kind of our own teaching curriculum, our own style of, of looking at technique and looking at shot selection and giving people some visual ideas of, of how to kind of keep, uh, things like that memorize where they can kind of have a reference point of what ball should be attacked or not be attacked and what they're looking to
1: do with each shot. Yeah, very cool. You know, I I frankly know quite a few players who have been to many of the camps. So you must be doing something right that you keep bringing them back.
0: Well, and I'm going to give a compliment to Tyson again. I I mentioned I'm more of an introvert. I I think that I wouldn't say I'm a super boring person, but I'm, I'm not. I don't have the charisma that he has. And when I watched him lead, I was able, you know, I assisted him with the first year or so. I was able to really see how valuable making camps fun bringing energy, not always taking yourself too seriously, and how just sprinkling a little bit of that into when I lead, I think it helps uh, get the message across even better. So I know that I can be more of that scientific, you know, X's and O's person, but not everybody's my personality. So I always wanna draw in myself to make sure that I'm trying to be fun as well because I think people learn more in that environment.
1: Yeah, no, I don't think there's any question about that. You know, I wanna segue away from the camps a little bit and talk about the pro game. Where are you at right now with how many tournaments are you going to play this year as a pro? Yeah, so I, you know, I was probably looking at that uh,
0: 10 tournament uh, range, and I may have to cut that back just a little bit because of the commentary and the broadcasting opportunity. If the PPA continues to want to use me, I think that that's an opportunity I, I don't think I should pass up. So it's a little bit of a double edged sword because, you know, the last tournament I played obviously i had a very good upcoming player in Connor garnett as a partner but i think we finished in sixth place which was a good finish for me in the modern game and really felt like my my game had really upped a level i started to figure things out but at the end of the day i'm 37 the new wave of players are getting younger and younger and i'm not paying the bills with my pro results so i'm continuing to kind of train at home to make sure that the pro game doesn't pass me by, but not necessarily trying to chase a ranking of, well, I wanna to be top five or top 10 next year because it's just not realistic
1: for me to play that many tournaments sure. and develop that many points. One of the things that we like to do on this show is talk to people like yourself that are deeply involved in the sport. We try and explore, where's the sport going? Yeah. I wanna ask you, what do you see, whether it's on the coaching side or the camp side or the program? Do you see anything in the next two to three years that you think our viewers might be interested in a forecast on? Yeah, absolutely. I think that, you know, there's
0: there's a growing voice
1: out there and, you know, I can't
0: fully relate just because I'm a sponsored player, but my wife is not, and she plays a lot of tournaments and the expense of the travel and the tournaments, it's a great experience, but when you've done it a lot, it really starts, you know, you feel it in your pocketbook a little bit. So I really think that league play is gonna start being a bigger thing. I think Duper's done a lot of good things with allowing people to even put their their rec games uh, into Duper so that it feels like it has more importance, which it does. And I think that that's gonna limit people's need to travel, you know, depending on where you live, of course, in order to play against new players. And I think that's what people crave, is it's great to play against your your foursome that you have at home. Sure, of course people that are a comparable level that maybe do some different things on the court and play different styles. So far, people have had to travel for tournaments to find that level. And I think that as more and more players find the sport with a league play or hometown versus hometown, I think we're gonna see a lot more of those
1: wars oh, uh, going forward. Very cool. I wanna say, as we as we think about, we're sitting here in beautiful Arizona, beautiful 70 degree day. It is a
0: perfect day, isn't and, it? it's
1: nice. And there's so much going on with the PPA. Um, What's the forecast? We're up to, I think, isn't it about 20, 21, 22 tournaments a year? Yep, yep. Is that going to kind of be the set point, do you think, going forward? Um, I'd be speculating,
0: to be completely honest with you, but I do think that's probably going to be, be the range going forward. I think that allows these PPA-signed players to be playing often enough where they can have it be a full-time job, but at the same time, giving them the ability to have a life outside of pickleball as well. And um, I think that range will probably continue, but again,
1: that's just me speculating. Cool. Well, before we wrap up here, I wanna make sure you give people a chance. How do they get in touch with you? How do they find out about your camps? Yeah,
0: absolutely. So uh, all the camps are listed on tysonmcguffin.com um, and it'll let you know which ta- uh, camps I would be assisting Tyson and which camps that I would actually be uh, be the lead for. Um, going forward, it does look like I'm going to be leading most of them as Tyson, at least for the next couple of years, is really going to put most of his focus sure. on his playing and his results. And then you can follow me on Instagram. at uh, kyle.mckenzie.pb and um, I try to get more good stuff on there for the folks.
1: Cool. Well, I told you it was going to be a good one today. Let me tell you, I know an awful lot of people in the game who have taken classes and lessons from this man. Don't miss the opportunity if it comes up. Thanks so much, see you next time.